Uh, Let me invite you uh, to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 12, uh, just continuing our series, Come and See. And we are in the Christmas season, uh, and God really works the timing out better than I do. Um, We're really coming down to where we're going to be studying uh, the last week of Jesus' life, not probably won't get to the resurrection until after Christmas into the first of the year, uh, but we are beginning to have, it's almost like an Easter kind of set of ser- sermons that are coming up, and I got to thinking, that's so fitting for Christmas, because we celebrate Christmas because of what Jesus did on the cross. If Jesus doesn't die on a cross, if Jesus is not resurrected, then we wouldn't be celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so it's a good reminder that as we are focused on the themes of Advent, hope and joy and love and peace, that we keep in our hearts and our minds the ultimate purpose that Jesus came. Uh, why did Jesus come? He came to, uh, to die for sinners. And I think the question we find ourselves is how do we honor Christ because of what he has done for us? How do we respond to the gift that he has given us as the savior of the world. And and that's really the focus of what I want us to look at today is ways to honor Christ for what he has done, for who he is. Uh, And it really comes from this idea of extravagant love. You know, we're honoring Christ because we love him so much. Now, how many of you have started your Christmas shopping? How many of you have not started your Christmas shopping? Okay, you're a little behind, but that's okay. Amazon still has two-day shipping, okay? Maybe, as we get close to the season, the end of the season. Uh, But as we think about gifts, this is something me and my brother struggle with every year. Uh, We always go together uh, to get my dad something, uh, and we want to get him something good, something kind of extravagant. That's why we have to go together. We can't afford it if we did it by ourselves. Because he always wants some kind of power tool. He, you know, now he likes, my, well, my brother knows how to use them. I just put my name on the card because I don't know what the power tools are. But we try to honor. Why do we do that? We want to honor our dad. We want to show him respect by giving him something that he can use, uh, something that will inevitably end up coming back to me and my brother at some point. Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. I'm talking about when we break something and have to go to his house and get it, okay? Uh, most of his tools are our tools anyway. Uh, and so we, we try to honor him. We try to show him respect. I try to think of something I can give my wife because I love her. I honor her. And there's, there's only one thing that I can give her, me. So <laughs> that is the best way I can honor her. And, I tried buying her a car one time without her knowing it, and that was, she wasn't really appreciative of that. But that's okay. That's okay. How do we honor Christ? The context of what we're looking at and where we get the idea of honor is last week we saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. You know, we talked about that sermon where we have to trust Jesus even in those times of waiting. We have to trust Jesus even when he says no. Uh, But in, in the case of what we saw last week, Jesus shows up, And he raises Lazarus from the dead. Now, immediately or or sometime after that, you can look at, uh, we're not going to read it, uh, but verses 45 all the way to the end of chapter 11 is really the the sealing of the plot to kill Jesus. 
They've been trying to do it, but this raising Lazarus from the dead, that's when the Sanhedrin, the religious political authority said, you know what? He's got to die. And as you read, what's so amazing, as you read that section, the high priest uh, says, we have to kill him to spare the nation. The high priest says, if we allow Jesus to go about his work, then a lot of people are going to follow him. And if they follow him, the Roman government's going to come in and they're going to take away our political authority. And so to save our nation, this is what the high priest says, to save our nation, Jesus has to die. Think about that. Because that's exactly what Jesus has to do. To save the people from perishing, he has to die. And then we get this scene in chapter 12 where we're going to see this family honoring Jesus as Lord. Honoring Jesus as that sacrificial Savior. Honoring Jesus as the one who gives and restores life. And it's also setting the stage and foreshadowing his death. So look with me, uh, starting in verse 12, or excuse me, verse 1 of chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, the one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave him a dinner. They gave, him a, they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them. Lazarus was the one reclining at the table with him. And then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, and anointed his feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And so the house was filled with this fragrance of perfume. But then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii? And given to the poor. And then John interjects a little commentary. He says, he didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. But then Jesus says, leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Then a large crowd of the Jews learned that he was there. They came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, the one who had raised, that he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest had decided to kill Lazarus also, because he was the reason many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. We have been journeying through John, and we have spent a lot of time, almost a year, by the way, looking at the public ministry of Jesus. Uh, that public ministry is coming to an end. Uh, in fact, at, when we get to chapter 13, it'll start a very private ministry, and then we'll see the passion ministry of Jesus. Uh, but this is the conclusion of the public ministry of Jesus, and it's fitting that John says that they have thrown him a party. They are. This isn't just a normal family dinner, this is a celebration with him, with Jesus, 
at a place of honor because of what he has done, because he raised Lazarus from the dead. And I think we see three ways that we can honor Christ in the text. The first one is we honor Christ with our service. We honor Christ with our service. Uh, Martha is serving. Now, you can think back to that story in the other Gospels, uh, in the Synoptic Gospels, where Martha is serving and she's doing the good things and, and she gets so mad at Mary for just sitting at the feet of Jesus. Remember that story? You know, Martha is working her tail off by herself and she goes to Jesus and says, make her do something. Now, we'll get to Mary in just a second. But Martha is, again, in this situation, serving. That is her passion. She loves doing things for other people. That is the way that she is honoring Jesus by serving him, by, by making sure that uh, in the context of the story, making sure his needs are met, putting food on the table. That's like her spiritual gift. That is her passion. And so that is what she is doing. For Christians, we can honor Christ through service. Think of the things you're passionate about. Maybe you're passionate about it baking. Find ways to serve the Lord through the gift of baking. Uh, maybe you uh, can sing. Honor Christ by serving in music ministries. Maybe you're, a, uh, maybe you're a gifted teacher. Honor Christ by serving by, through teaching ministries for Sunday school and Bible studies. Uh, maybe uh, you're a gifted caregiver. We always need people to serve in the nursery. I mean, that's a way to honor Christ is to serve him. All Christians should be in the service of the Lord. Uh, we can't, I, I use this all the time. It's been a while since I said, Adrian Rogers gave the quote, Christians are not a jar of pickles. We are not to sit, soak, and sour. Right? I'll say that again, I want you to get it. We're not jars of pickles. We are not to sit, soak, and sour. We're to serve the Lord. Not, choosing not to serve the Lord dishonors the gifts that he has given to us. And I just mentioned a few of them. You may have a gift that I didn't mention. Find ways to serve and to honor Jesus with the gifts that he has given you. But we also see Lazarus who is reclining at the table with Jesus, we can also honor Jesus in our stillness. We honor Jesus with our service, and we should serve, but there are times we can honor Christ by being still. The psalm says, be still and know that I am the Lord. Now, again, I just told you all to serve, right? Now I'm going to tell you to be still. That does not contradict itself. Because there are people who serve and serve and serve and they get burned out. It's vitally important that we balance these two things. That we don't forget that in our service we still have to be still in the presence of the Lord. We have to remember we have to sit and open our Bibles and just be with Jesus. Lazarus is just reclining and enjoying the company of Jesus. I wish we knew what they were talking about. Maybe they're talking about the sport of the day. Probably some form of soccer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but they're just enjoying each other's presence. Maybe Jesus is like, how you feeling? Because he was dead. I mean, you know. And maybe Lazarus is like, man, that was awesome. 
And maybe Jesus is saying, hey, Lazarus, I'm going to tell you something that's going to help you. I'm going to give you some wisdom. They're just in, he's just soaking in the presence of Jesus. And even though we should serve and we should be active, we have to take time to be still. We have to, you know, I know that for me, I can be very to-do list driven. You know, Sunday nights, Mondays, I got my to-do list. You know, sometimes it's this long, sometimes it's that long. I, and it's like I wake up every morning, first thing on my mind, to-do, 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 to-do. A lot of people are to-do list driven. And, you know, and for me, I have to make myself and I'll try to make my brain stop thinking about my to-do list and focus on Jesus, to spend time with Jesus. I think it was Martin Luther. It could have been Spurgeon, but I think this is attributed to Martin Luther who would, who would wake up every day and he would say, I have so much to do today to serve the Lord. I have to spend the first three hours in prayer. Wow. Wow. I'm pretty sure that was Luther. But he had so much to do that he said, before I can do anything in the service of the Lord, I need to be still in the presence of of the Lord. So we can honor Christ with our service. <clears throat> we can honor Christ with our stillness. But then we come to Mary. Mary's always at the feet of Jesus, by the way. Mary's always um, serving and she's always still before the Lord. But in this passage, we see that she honors Christ by sacrificing. She honors Christ with a sacrifice. Look at verse 3 again. Then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped his feet with her hair. This gift, this oil that she uses to anoint the feet of Jesus uh, amounted to a Roman pound. Uh, that would convert for us today to 11 or 12 ounces, about the size of a soda can. John describes it as expensive. Judas tells us it's 300 denarii. That's equal, a one denarii is equal to one day's wage. So she has 300 days of wages that she is now using to anoint the feet of her king, her lord, her savior. It cost her so, or 300 days, approximately one year of a salary. It is pure. This gift is not some imitation gift. She didn't go get the fake essential oil from the back. This is the, I love essential oils, by the way. But she didn't just go get the fake stuff. She didn't go down to the Dollar General. That stuff smells good, but she didn't get the cheap stuff. I, 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 Chanel, is that an expensive perfume? I have no idea. I've been thinking all week about how to talk about an equivalent to this, but I couldn't think of anything. This is an expensive perfume. It's the good stuff, and it's pure. It's not some knockoff. Her gift reminds us of the surpassing value of Jesus. It reminds us that we honor Jesus through sacrifice. Sometimes to serve requires sacrifice. Sometimes to be still requires sacrifice sacrifice. You know, Jesus is not looking for us to give him some knockoff or some cheap part of who we are. He wants our best. He wants our purest. 
He wants all of it. He wants all of it. And look, it takes sacrifice to do these things. The example that we see with Mary forces us to consider the right response to Jesus. If we really see Jesus for who he is, the almighty, infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing God of the universe who sent his one and only son to die for us, if we really believe that, then we have to answer the question, what have we sacrificed for our Savior? Because he sacrificed everything for us. In fact, they believe, she believes that she is anointing her king. She believes that she is worshiping and sacrificing for her king, and he is. Jesus is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the prince of peace. But in this moment, she's not anointing a king. She's anointing a corpse because Jesus is on the path of crucifixion. He's the king because of his crucifixion. In fact, Jesus says that. She's anointing me for burial. What have you sacrificed for Jesus? What have you given up? For those who are called to be missionaries, you have to sacrifice your home here in America. You have to sacrifice the comforts of living in America, maybe to go to a country where you're not even protected, but you'll be persecuted. What do you have to sacrifice? Maybe just to wake up and study your Bible every day, you have to sacrifice some sleep. Maybe to serve uh, in the church or to serve at a community, you have to sacrifice some time, maybe some leisurely time. What have we had to, what have we sacrificed to honor Christ? Mary gave all this expensive, pure, the best of the best perfume to Jesus because she loved him that much. That is how we are called to honor. Selfless, humble, devoted. And then we see the contrast. In this beautiful picture of honoring Jesus in service and stillness and in sacrifice, we then get a picture of how not to honor Jesus. And it comes from Judas. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He is selfish. He would prefer to give the cheap stuff to Jesus because his heart does not love Jesus. His heart is not following Jesus. Judas doesn't have a desire to honor Jesus. He just wants to honor himself. That's the thoughts of too many people today. Too many people are looking out for themselves instead of for how they can honor Jesus. Now, I do want to clarify one very important thing because Jesus says, you'll always have the poor with you, but you won't always have me with you. It's very important to understand Jesus is not, under any circumstances, diminishing ministry to poor people. He's not saying, don't worry about them. Look at the context of the story. This is very crucifixion and resurrection focused. And so he says, I'm not going to be here. You're always going to have the poor. You're always going to be able to minister to the poor. And you should be ministering to the poor. But in this moment, 
She is honoring me as her king and king and Lord of Lord, wonderful counselor, mighty God. So don't look at this verse and say, well, I don't have to think about the poor. You do. You do. Jesus is just emphasizing the importance of this moment. And this section closes with the Jewish leaders not only wanting to kill Jesus, but now they want to kill Lazarus. So you see a picture of a family who honors Jesus and then a disciple and religious leaders who dishonor Jesus. The question is, where are you at on that spectrum? Where are you at with your life? Do you honor Jesus by your service? Do you honor him with your stillness? Do you honor him by sacrificing for him? Time, leisure activities, finances, money. Are you honoring Christ? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day. Father, help us to honor you because you are worth it. You are worthy. You are the resurrection and the life. You went to the cross. You were resurrected so that we could have life and have it abundantly. You went to the cross so that there could be victory over death and over sin. Father, you deserve our time. You deserve our service and you deserve our stillness and our sacrifices because you are our king. Father, help all of us here each day to honor you with the way we live. Help us to look at these three things and say, how have I honored you this way? How can I honor you this way? And then, Father, help us to trust your will and your plan for our life, even when it's hard to sacrifice. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.